Hey, what's going on, everybody? You're listening to The Sane Show, the show about nothing and everything. I'm your host, Cliff, and today I have another special guest. We go way back to high school. It might even be middle school. (laughs) Yeah, probably. (laughs) I have comic book artist and creator of Monsterlands, James Nelson. How are you doing, James? I'm doing great, Clifford. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for taking time out of your schedule to come on the same show. I'm I'm super excited to have you on. What a great way to reconnect. <laughs> oh yeah, it's been it's been fun coming back to Charlotte and seeing all the old faces, seeing Yeah, like, yeah, up. yeah. <laughs> so, really quick before I introduce the topics, I want to take a moment to shout out all the listeners and shout out the social media. So, thank you guys all listeners in 60 plus countries we're continuing to like share subscribe and continuing to follow the same show and continuing to support the same show really means a lot love you guys and if you're listening and you're not following make sure to check us out on instagram and twitter at the same underscore show again that same underscore show s-a-n-e underscore show and you can find us on facebook the same show again on facebook that's the same show all right so today we're going to be talking about the importance of comic books we're also going to discuss creating a good story and then following that we're going to have an interview with you james so that the listeners can learn more about you how you got into this and all the cool things that go along with being a comic book creator so i'm really excited all right <laughs> get the i look forward to that started. yeah so Let's start with the first topic, the importance of comic books. So you know, I was talking to you about this prior to the recording and just kind of share some of my thoughts with you. And when I was putting this together, oh, I really came to realize the importance of comic books and the role that they played in our in the culture. Uh, oh, yeah. It, uh, <laughs> go ahead. I mean, like comic books... Um... They, they go way back. I mean, think like in the back in World War II, before TVs and stuff. Kids in that age weren't reading too many books, but they were reading comic books because it was a good way to get the literacy up. They're also like good tools for spreading social awareness because like you see these old Superman stories. Right. And some of those stories are discussed topics such as, you know, Superman fights the Ku Klux Klan in one. <laughs> like it's it's things that like, give kids of those age like a a lesson or something because they didn't have too many children focused like media back in those days let me put it this way movie movies today have such a high budget you can put pretty much anything you want in them or like Mm -hmm. the popcorn movies i mean but like back in those days you had like what plays with comic books you know as long as you can draw it you can put it in so if your if your scene calls for like a an army of a thousand men, that's going to be a pain to draw, but right. it doesn't necessarily cost anymore. It's something where like just your imagination and skill can let you make the story. Yeah, you talk about impacting the culture in modern days. It's definitely easy to like say adapt a comic book story. Yeah, if you read, if you read a book. Everyone has a different idea of what the characters in the book might look like because. You're only given the information that the writer is telling you, like what color mm-hmm. this person's hair is, what body language they have. But in comic books, you just see it like 
So it sort of exists in the space between books and movies. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say that's like 100% accurate way to say it, but it does work as a way to describe comics a lot of the time. Right. And it's great you, you say all of that because one of the things I also want to mention is what also makes the comic books important to our culture is that they laid the groundwork for animation as time continued to go along and the technology became available a lot of people were going to popular comics and obviously when we think about comic books and animated series movies games and the whole nine <laughs> you mm-hmm. know a lot of most people think you know dc marvel but you got to think about like the even like the funnies right yeah you know, mickey mouse they, yeah, Mickey Mouse, you know, Charlie Brown, uh, even would you, I don't, I don't know, but I would imagine like uh, Looney Tunes or the, you know, Bugs Bunny in them. Like, I, I would imagine yeah, they started. I think, I'm pretty sure with Looney Tunes, I mean, Mickey Mouse and Looney Tunes both did start as animation, but they were like mm-hmm. just the concept of like visual gags and stuff. Like, yeah. you can't really pull that off in like a book. And you can Mm -hmm. sometimes pull it off in a play, but like, you know, a lot of those shows had like, they're so cartoony, you can't do it with a real person, but you could draw it. Right. It's definitely sort of a, serves as like a visual precursor to that style of Mm -hmm. humor and stuff. So the impact of comic books has really been, I'm not, I don't want to say we downplay it, but I don't think people really think about something like that and and, and which is common because yeah. like, especially as time goes on and we get used to what we already have like it's easy to forget or not even uh put thought to like well yeah, what, what came before yeah. right exactly yeah. i would say its impact for a lot of people is sort of unseen right even in art art college itself you know i i heard some people being like well you know like I would either watch like movies or books. I don't get the appeal, and I'm like, well, hold on. There's still things that comics can do. Yeah. Like let me put it this way: like radio isn't dead. Everyone thought the TV would like kill the radio, but people mm-hmm. still listen to radio. It's not <laughs> out. It still has something to offer. Right. That that's very true. And and there's another thing too, because one of the things that came to mind as well, as far as like comic books still having something to offer. Because, you know, you think about, especially with your popular franchises, you know, DC, the Marvels, and then all of your mangas that are out there, the details, like, perfect example, I'm a My Hero Academia fan. Yeah? Yeah, and season, the the season finale to season four had me puzzled because of the dream that uh, Deku had, and obviously, like, it was a cliffhanger because... It's going to be something that's going to be uh, expounded upon in season five. And I'm like, okay, what is, I don't even know what compelled me to like look into it, but I'm just like, oh, I think because I got on YouTube and there was like a, you know, YouTube has suggestions and it's like Deku's dream explained. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So, you know, I watched the video. They don't give me the answer to the, the question that I really wanted the answer to. But it says that if you read the manga, you know the answer. So like all the all the all the fans read, and and that was and I, you know I was just like wow. And obviously I'm I, I'm thinking about this recording, and I'm thinking about like what we're talking about. And I was like you know that's really dope. And that 
that's why it's important to if you're really a fan to read the actual content because there's a that's where one that's the source material yeah yeah and, there's the author is the one person who like knows 100% what's going to happen exactly and not so. only that but we hear it all the time when books get adapted into TV shows or movies mm-hmm. there's just certain details that aren't going to be captured yeah that you have to go and read <laughs> yeah and, it's not always a clean adaptation because a, a comic right. book is done by a couple people or like sometimes it's done by one person but for something mm-hmm. like my hero academia the person does have assistance and stuff who helps them because mm-hmm. they have a really strict uh like strict deadlines so they got to get those issues out but like it's more of a streamlined process where with a tv show just due to having more people working on it just more to manage, I suppose, is a good way to describe it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And so when, when you think about like being having comic books as source material, I just think about because I'm just thinking about like how rich the abundance of content that you have to build on. Because, again, we talk about especially, you know, DC and Marvel, right? Mm-hmm. They have TV shows. They have movies. They have countless video games. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. And, theme park you know, rides. So, yeah, and it's like so, you know, the, the different universes and the the different stages of, uh, or the different, uh, I guess, like, yeah, the different universes of, of the characters and, like, again, the plethora of the characters. Like, there's endless amounts of content to take and expand upon and create more content. It's, it's just, the, the opportunities are limitless. And if it weren't for the comic books, it huh. wouldn't, you know, they wouldn't have anything to really pull because yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's hard. They to originated the concepts. Yeah, exactly. And it's an entire, you know, again, Marvel Cinematic Universe. This mm-hmm. little, it's a lot of stuff. And like when, you, especially. Yeah, they have I'm, a lot to, uh, sorry, go on. No, no, no. I was just going to say, I'm not the biggest of Marvel fans. Mm-hmm. I watch the movies. But yeah. obviously, when there's questions that I have, that yeah, you can just check the some issues. Yeah, the yeah. right. And then, and then when I watch the YouTube videos, and they go and they they refer to like five different books where the answer lies, or you know, especially when they start doing the comparisons of all the characters that that are stronger than Jean Grey, yeah, or just as strong as Jean Grey, you know, like all that yeah. kind of crazy stuff so yeah it's (laughs) that's what makes it fun that's what makes it exciting but yeah comic books play a major role all right we're back now for the second topic creating a good story something that james you know a lot about (laughs) <laughs> and you flatter me <laughs> <laughs> it now this is because I, I know the, the listeners that follow the show I, I had a similar conversation about storytelling with a guest of mine who is a writer for GQ magazine and obviously this is going to be similar but different because in this scenario with you like we're we're talking nonfiction. And there's a different, there's a diff, it's a different ball game, especially when you talk about a publication like GQ. It more so, I guess you can, more so news, 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're talking comic books. Obviously, it's fiction. And, sorry, non no fiction, yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you got it right. <laughs> but when we talk about what goes into it, I think it's a bit more complex. And like I mentioned to you before, I think about how you have to create everything. Mm-hmm. Like you were saying, you don't have stuff to go off of. You have to create the characters. You, oh, have, yeah. to, you have to create the setting. Then you have to create the scenario. Mm-hmm. And then not only that, you got to make sure, like, you know, obviously, because when you talk about create, you know, creating characters, you got to make sure your characters mesh well. If you, you got to make just... sure your book is good enough to read. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. If you put that down, then you messed up. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So if, if you could just kind of ex- expand upon that, because, I mean, you're a comic book creator, and this is something you know about, like, you know, you could talk to me and the listeners about some of those things that that go into that and give you know give us some insight when it comes to putting together something like this. Of course, my pleasure. So for a good story, what I usually do is I start with the characters first. I just like to like just start drawing characters until they look like cool enough, I guess. Mm-hmm. I, you have to it's important to give them all like different motivations. That way that creates conflict, because if everyone wants like the same thing then it's sort of a bland because you don't have a lot to work with no one's in conflict no one's talking about anything really they just all are out a good example of this would be like like dragon ball z which i like a lot is on the on the surface kind of a basic story you know (laughs) uh like you look at the say the namek saga like yeah everyone wants to stop frieza right but also Mm -hmm. you have vegeta he wants to stop frieza but his motives are different he also wants to become an immortal he's like the anti he's like the the secondary villain who sort of becomes slightly better at the end of that you know right because he just wants the dragon balls he wants to keep him a frieza but he doesn't have good goals he doesn't have (laughs) he doesn't have a benevolent wish he also wants to be an immortal (laughs) yeah gohan wants to go there to prove himself he wants to get stronger right. to protect his friends because he saw Nappa kill them all. So, you know, they all have different goals they're setting out to accomplish. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that helps each of the characters sort of grow into a new person by the end of the story is your idea. Mm-hmm. Would you would you go to say, because I, I imagine, like, because now I think about it, and it's almost like creating a show, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I, or... I don't want to say it's like creating a show, but I'm just thinking like the challenges of putting together a show. And obviously when I think about making a good story, like, man, good content. And, and really, I mean, having to make something up and that's what you do. You have to make something up. So from your perspective, I guess, what would you say are some of the challenges of just having to do that? You have to keep it fantastical, but you also want it to be grounded in something the audience knows. Mm-hmm. You can have it look very cool. You can have a lot of action or whatever. But if the audience doesn't connect on a human level, like if they don't see some aspect of themselves in what mm. people are feeling in the story, then it's not going to land and they're not going to stay interested. So you have to uh, find a way to make the the supernatural feel natural i suppose you know you bring up a very great point 
when you said that, like people have to be able to connect with it. You remind me of a few episodes ago, actually, when I have uh, Vanessa Van Edwards on. She's a body language expert, and one of the things she was talking about, you know, we're talking about human interaction, but mm-hmm. the, the whole idea that people like people who are congruent. And I, I think about it, but I never really like put thought into it until now, because it's why is like you said, like people have to be able to see themselves in whatever it is they're they're reading or what they're watching, you know, because now I'm thinking about like who are some of my favorite television characters, right? Or who are some of my favorite have been my favorite book characters, yeah, my favorite heroes. And it's probably something that resonated with you, right? Right. Like, I like this guy because, you know what, I can see myself being like him. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's the same thing with, like, actors when they take on certain roles. You just can, you can tell, you know, my favorite example, uh, you know, Denzel, this guy, every role he has, I mean, he's a great actor. His roles are very interesting. He makes great movies. But, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and Act, and act like they're all his characters are different no there's a they're very much similar you know what i mean and but then when you look at denzel as a person mm-hmm. that's him <laughs> like <laughs> that's his attitude you know that's his that's how he is in a sense so yeah like you you bring up a very great point when you talk about people have to be able to see themselves in that in that be able to connect with with that so wow like like I said, I thought about it, but I never really like put thought into it. Yeah, it's one of those things where once someone tells you that, you're like, oh, of course. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't it be that way? Right. That's true. It's very true. Uh, and it brings me to my next point. Uh, you know, I was talking to you about you know the video I was watching earlier, Epic Games. Mm-hmm. They had released a video of their Unreal Engine. And that, yes, listeners, that's the name of the engine, the Unreal Engine. It is going to be used for, uh, I guess, their graphics engine for, uh, they're going to be using for the PlayStation 5. And, you know, they're, they're just demonstrating, they're doing a demo and they're just kind of showing how it works and explaining the, the graphics and everything. Aside from all of that, I was really hooked on the visuals and was really captivated by the scenery. And, you know, the design, the character design, and I don't know the name of the game. I don't know the plot or anything, but I can get an I I just was confident in the fact that when that game is released, it's going to have a great story. And as I'm following the demo and yes, you know, paying attention to the, you know, listening to the technical stuff about the specs and everything, I'm just captivated and I'm, I'm. It's like the cinematic experience and just thinking about how with that, that's going to make a great story. One, video games are taking it to the next level when we talk about storytelling and and being able to offer that cinematic experience and like you, you are in the game. Yeah, it's important (laughs) to know about comics and TV and video games as compared to other art and storytelling forms. They're Mm -hmm. still pretty young. Yeah. They, they're they're only a couple like generations old i mean video games is like one generation old so that's very young yeah 
Yeah. So, and- like, they have a lot of time to evolve. Like, I'm sort of like, I wonder, like, you know, after we die, like, I wonder what they'll look like then is one of those things <laughs> I think about. <laughs> yeah, but it, it was it was just so it was just so cool. Like, the for me, it was an experience. It was a six minute video, but that was an experience. <laughs> I'm like, man, but it's like that is I don't travel as much as I like. But in, in, at heart, I'm, I'm adventurous and the game seemed very adventurous. You know, it's like, this is the kind of stuff I like. But like you said, being able to connect with that. And so for me, I was able to connect with that game for that very reason. Yeah, so, it gave you a new experience. Exactly. It's like, it, in, a, in a sense, it was an escape. Mm-hmm. And that's what you look for, whether you're reading, whether you're listening to, you know, your favorite podcast or your music, watching or playing a game. It's, it's the experience that you okay. get from it and that's what makes great stories and great content yeah i think people are starting to realize how much they rely upon art and escapism especially now what with yeah. you know having to stay inside a lot of the time you know yeah, yeah. people are really racing to find something to take them out of this <laughs> you know? that is very so. true All right, we're back for the final segment, my favorite, because I love asking people questions and getting to learn more about them, though I know about you. I want the listeners to get the opportunity to learn more about you, the things you do. So we're definitely going to ask you some questions so that they can get some more insight. So let's start off with this. What's your favorite comic book series? There, there are a couple. Uh, <laughs> I, I'll name, I'll name the approximate order. I previously mentioned Dragon Ball Z, which I do really like, just because if you look at the the panels, Toriyama's sense of action choreography is so excellent. Mm-hmm. Because it's it's actually hard to illustrate action like choreography in comics because they are still images; they're just drawings. So mm-hmm. you know, you can draw the speed lines off the foot to show the kick but you know it's up to illustrating the reaction of the person getting kicked to show like how hard it is or whereas in a a show in a show you just show a person getting like punched out right and you're like yeah he got knocked out he's dead and in a in a book they just say john punched bob and knocked him out and then he died so that's they're both like very much easier to illustrate these sort of things with comics you Mm -hmm. have to like really think about how to take a still image and give it motion, which is something that Toriyama does very well in Dragon Ball Z. Another one of my favorite series is this, uh, it's a manga series called Pluto. It's a retelling of popular Astro Boy story where a bunch of the strongest robots in the world who are like robots for humanitarian purposes, like they put out forest fires and stuff, they start Mm -hmm. getting randomly destroyed. Yeah, and you know, Astro Boy has to find the culprit, and this is a retelling of that from a perspective of like a German detective robot who's like he he's uh, on the hit list basically. Mm-hmm. He's one of the candidates to be destroyed, so he's like working on the case, and okay. it's sort of in the backdrop of like there's a country that had been invaded on the basis of people believed it had weapons of mass destruction. 
but it's basically like it's basically about the u.s invasion of iraq right <laughs> yeah it's like the backdrop because like the country's leader looks like saddam like it's everything but that in name it's a really good like just sort of thriller i suppose an american comic i really like is all-star superman it's just it's like a mini series where superman is like overdosed on solar radiation which like supercharges his powers but only gives him a few days to live <laughs> oh man so, so he, he's he's like all, basically all powerful but he he like has to figure out how to best use his powers yeah uh, before his time comes and it's a it's a pretty heartwarming tale i would say interesting interesting uh to check some of those out my next question to you what inspired your comic book series so my comic book series is a it's a web comic called monster lands it's inspired by just the fact that there are many long-running fantasy tropes in uh literature like the wandering adventurer or like the helpful fairy or the evil overlord you know there's a lot of characters and many stories that sort of suit those definitions so i wanted to like dig into like what would really cause people to turn out like that and sort of become those archetypal characters we think about so a big inspiration would be that show on adult swim venture brothers where it's like you know, <laughs> oh. yeah like the characters in that are like yeah you know it's highly based off johnny quest they're like the archetypes of 90s or 80s kid shows mm-hmm. but it it does be it does explore sort of like what would cause someone to like become like those characters or what would being like those characters do to someone's mental state how would it affect them Mm -hmm. and obviously it uses comedy to explore that and i also use comedy a lot in my comic okay okay i'll say obviously i follow you on social media and I've, i've glanced at it every now and then the one character that i think i relate to the most is nadir oh no nadir that's how you pronounce it yeah yeah nadir nadir yes yes the (laughs) the optimistic one (laughs) and sometimes like the best in everyone even if it's not true (laughs) yes this chapter is out to get her yeah (laughs) yep yep so what is what is it like uh, putting together one of your own I mean, when you first start, it's pretty exciting. When you start something, everyone, all your friends are paying attention and saying, hey, congratulations on starting. And then you sort of get to the middle and you're just like, oh, this sucks. Like, I'm ready to throw this in the trash. Like, because by the middle, the hype is worn off. Yeah. And then once you reach the end, you're like, you know what? This is actually pretty good. Looking back on it as a complete product, I like what I did here. So it is, you sort of go through that sort of gauntlet so the challenge of course is getting yourself mentally through the middle because you're sort of (laughs) telling yourself you know you gotta time to quit now but if you can power through it it's a pretty rewarding feeling to finish the comic (laughs) yeah if i have any advice for people who are considering starting comics i would say write some short stories first and then you can move on to something longer because you just want to you know get used to the idea of completing something on time giving yourself a schedule, giving yourself some self-discipline. Yeah. And a short story is the best place to risk it because there's no real risk in not finishing it. It's short. You can finish it whenever. 
it's so funny you say what you say because I think that rings true for anybody that wants to be a content creator in general. I I laugh when you said what you said because it's so <laughs> true. Like the easiest part of being a podcaster is this part. <laughs> yeah. You know, the actual conversations that you have with people, but like, it's a lot of work. Yeah, I imagine like the stuff. editing and the technology is <laughs> quite yeah, the grind. It, yeah. Because I'll even say just for, for me, like my recording days mm-hmm. are the days that I don't do anything else but record because I need to conserve my mental energy to be yeah. able to think about what the show is going to be like and be ready to have a conversation with people. So yeah, yeah. But you, but you're, you're so, you're, you're so right about, about that. Like when you, the planning, the preparation, and then, you know, you get started and get in the middle of it. And when it's done, it's like, yes, I did it. Cause I'm in the middle of it right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm in the middle of it. The middle. Still has to be editing and post recording stuff to be done. Yeah. So That's, it's not done yeah. until it goes up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and the middle is the, the toughest part because most of the <laughs> most of the effort in the middle is unseen effort and, you know yeah. you, you know what you're doing but the people will see it you know they have no they have no clue <laughs> as far as they're concerned you do this interview and it instantly goes up and nothing was edited it's right. all perfect yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're just like oh podcasting and comics sounds easy you know <laughs> you just do it and it's finished it's like a book I read. It said people oftentimes miss the middle or like miss everything in between. They see the start, they see the result and they just miss. And you know, that's how they end up coming up with like, Oh man, you're lucky. Like, no, that's hard work. Yeah, like, they, don't see the, they don't see the journey. They see the destination and the epilogue. Right. Yeah. Very true. So my, my last question to you, you have your comic book series from my perspective, I, I believe you're having success. I mean, heck, you got started. You're doing something. You're making gains. What's your vision for this? Well, I would like to be, like, extremely famous. I could just do crimes, and then no one could prosecute me. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. I, I, that hasn't happened yet. That's the end goal. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I have had some success, obviously. Mm-hmm. It's not something that I'm making like a living off yet, but it is something that I am making some money off. So that's, yeah, yeah. you got to keep your eye on the prize. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, of course, it's not just like, because it's not like a lucrative business, you don't do it for the money. I do it because I I won't, I just want people to read it. Like it's free on the internet to read. I just want people to like read into it and see if they like it or not. You know, maybe it will, uh, inspire someone else is my hope and and i mean that's the most important part about it i i'm really glad you said that because again across the board for content creators in general you got to do it for the love you really yeah if you're not doing it for if you're just doing it to do it then you gotta ask like why why don't you just get another job at that point because yeah it's it's a lot more work yeah and you're not enjoying that extra work then you should do what makes you happy that that is very true that is very true and i'm pretty sure with this kind of with the kind of work that you do it's just it's a lot like podcasting making music being an actor model whatever you see a lot of people come and go Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah 
they say they want to do it, they try to do it, and then they 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 phase out, and then they're done. What you said is very true. Um, really quick, if you could before I, before I let you go, uh, could you let the listeners know where they can find your work and also where they can find you so they keep tabs on everything that you have going on and also be able to stay up to date with everything that you're doing. Of course, yeah, you can find my webcomic on www.monster-lands.com and you can find me on Instagram. My name is James Nelson Art. There's no there's no underscores or anything. It's just one word at James Nelson Art is my Instagram and that's where I post a lot of my like single images, but my webcomic, yeah, that's www.monster-lands.com. That's where you can read the story. Cool deal. So you guys heard them. And if you missed it, that's why we have rewind buttons. <laughs> so definitely take note and go check him out. Uh, he's got some really dope content that he's putting out. And thank you, James, for taking time out of your schedule to come on the same show and to have this great conversation with me and also share the insight into your journey with the listeners. Definitely was fun. And it's definitely been a pleasure. Uh, definitely got to have you back on, too, in the near future. Yes, thank you. It's been such a great time seeing you again. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Yeah, man. So, and thank you listeners for continuing to uh, like, share, subscribe, continue to listen. And again, go check out James and his work. And you're listening to The Sane Show, the show about nothing and everything. And until next time, we're out.